Hello and welcome to the Missing Peace Podcast. I'm your host Becca and here we talk about everything related to how we can reconnect to ourselves to live the life we truly want. I am passionate about helping people come back to themselves, feel comfortable in their own skin and find inner peace, freedom and fulfillment. I hope that listening to this podcast can inspire you to start your own journey to find the missing peace within. Hello, everybody. And well, firstly, I just want to say I'm so excited to be recording this on the 2nd of the 2nd, 2022, and it is 10.22, all the twos, 22. So um, is it all the ducks? It's 22 ducks in bingo. Gosh, I can't remember. Anywho, this is an introduction to <laughs> an episode, a recording that I've done with Jeannie. And Jeannie is the founder of Jeannie Bean. She's an artist and female entrepreneur. And her business is focusing on making feminism fun through clothing, jewellery, workshops and more. She actually has a workshop coming up on Valentine's Day. This is an explore yourself workshop where you're given the opportunity to spend a little time drawing yourself. And so it's kind of a, a beautiful way of leaning into body acceptance and self-love. So um, I'll link that in the show notes below. Hello. but I've really enjoyed this conversation with Jeannie. Um, I actually just wanted to give a little bit of background as to how I know Jeannie. I mentioned it a bit in the episode, but me and Jeannie actually met on an aisle in Scotland called Jura. And that's when I went there to go and work at the hotel on Jura for a couple of months. And, and Jeannie had been there for a few years at this point. And uh, I actually remember seeing Jeannie being the female lead of a local band so you know that kind of gives you an idea of the kind of uh, the strong female that she is and we we didn't really speak that much on on the aisle to be honest uh, I spoke to her after when she was working in the distillery we chatted a bit there and we talked a little bit about feminism which is really what this episode is all about this is where we're going to kind of talk about how we can make feminism more accessible and also just applicable to you and your life because I myself as I talk about in this as well have I guess always felt uncomfortable with the term feminism and not really knowing what I've thought of it and felt, I don't know, yeah, a little bit opposed, not opposed to it as such, but I guess really just this idea, as we say in the episode, is the idea of this kind of rab burning female that is really just a strong character. And maybe I was just intimidated that as I've been younger, but Jeannie explains how she then got into feminism, how she's brought it into her work and yeah so it's just really breaking down these barriers that we have and explains the kind of influences that she's had on her life to become this strong female to follow what it is that she wants to do follow her creativity um and yeah really just how we can take these leaps of faith how she has gone and moved to a remote scottish island how she has set up her a business and yeah it's really just a, an empowering conversation i think so yeah i hope you enjoyed the episode and please remember to like and subscribe if you're enjoying everything that you you were hearing. Bye-bye. Hi Jeannie, welcome so much to the podcast. Thank you for being here. Hiya. Thanks for having me. So just for our audience, could you just describe a little bit about your story, who you are, what it is you do, and I guess how you've got to where you are now? Um yeah, so I'm Jeannie. Uh I run a I'm an artist and I run a feminist business where I make clothing and jewellery and I also host workshops and I'm doing more sort of conversational stuff as I go along as well. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So how did you kind of get into this space and how did you get into the kind of creative, um, this creative business side? Um, so it's kind of like a long story, I guess, um, and a bit convoluted, but go for I, it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I studied art at university and it was 
then that I started to paint myself naked and my partner as well at the time. Um, and so when I graduated, I guess I wanted to create kind of a more accessible way to um, share that with people, to share the, the my journey with people. Um, and I had picked up embroidery as well. So I decided that I wanted to create um, some booby t-shirts for people to wear. Um, and then I just took that to markets um, and it kind of just has grown organically from there, really. Mm, well, that's really cool. So because um, I know we've talked about this ourselves before as well, but leaning into body acceptance and you mentioned there about drawing yourself and your partner. What has that journey of drawing yourself been like has that kind of helped you heal your relationship with your body with yourself um yeah it was kind of in, it's kind of interesting because it came um from yeah when I started painting myself I just kind of did it because I felt like doing it I suppose um and it was through doing that that made me realize the benefit in it um so I had started with painting and I had seen I was painting smoke and I saw bodies come out of that. So I thought, oh, well, I need to paint some bodies. And obviously the most accessible body was my body. So I started to paint myself. Um, and then I guess that kind of just really helped um, delve into the relationship with my body and like see it from a different point of view. Um, and I guess like one funny thing was like, an early it was like it was really good when I was starting to do it and um just felt more freedom with my body and like seeing it from my own point of view not in the mirror and not through a camera not through what other people were seeing um and there's this one painting that I did and I remember it was like from of my stomach from above and I remember a friend seeing it and being like oh that looks like a pregnant person and obviously, like, that's not necessarily what you hit, want to hear. Um, but I kind of, like, took it as it was. And I was like, okie doke, that's fine. Like, it's just sort of my, as an artist, my interpretation of what I am seeing in this moment. And obviously, that's, like, a really different angle. Um, and I guess I kind of reflected on that over the years as, like, what what was going on like whether that was something that upset me or not and actually like it's the kind of realization that that's okay like your body appears different um no matter what you're doing and actually like people aren't really thinking about it as much as you're thinking about it and so it kind of takes away from that like constant fear that it's you're being monitored you're being watched and actually that yeah whatever you're doing it's just always looking different behaving different um and a big part of it for me has been movement exercise as well that has made me see my body as not just the visible the visual thing like what I what it can do for me and what the relationship I have for it in that way not just a visual thing Mm, yeah that's really that's really good to hear and do you think that with that with that comment that was said do you think that that did stay you said a few years you said it stayed with you for quite a long time would you say kind of like mulling it over trying to work out what that meant to you um I don't not necessarily like it definitely 
I think it struck me at the time and I was a little bit like taken aback and then I kind of um was just like carrying on and I suppose at the moment I've been doing a lot more reflection because like the body acceptance and the confidence that I had from when I first started painting myself naked and things um that all it, it's definitely like something you've got to work at and something you've got to practice so where I've not been doing it as much it's kind of dwindled a little bit which is why I'm kind of like coming back to it now and trying to share it more with people through the workshops that I'm doing and stuff um so it's more like it just kind of came back to mind through the reflective process and how like that actually how I remembered oh yeah that was said oh I felt a bit oh but actually it was okay also at the time and I kind of like took it with a pinch of salt and then carried on and reflected on it as I went Mm, that's really cool that 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 journey like you said you've come back to it and it's 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 as though like you're going on this journey this sort of self-awareness and this reflection and sometimes like you said it it takes the work to keep doing it or sometimes we leave it and then we're like oh I realized that actually that was a benefit to me and or I want to explore that some more when we go back to it so I think that's um that's really really beautiful and I wanted to talk a little bit more because you know you uh, we're having a, a, a feminist business like this is where I'm going to share openly here I guess mm-hmm. is that I I don't really know that much about feminism and I find it a bit of if I'm totally honest I find it a little bit of a minefield I feel there's a lot of people who have kind of different interpretations of it or how Mm -hmm. they they view it and so I just wanted to know what what does feminism mean to you and what role do you feel like it plays in our modern society yeah I think that's really interesting because actually it was also I used to kind of feel like that and I think maybe that's something that puts people off because you feel like you've got to know all of the history of feminist literature and everything that goes along with it but I didn't start that way either and I it was actually obviously um at university when I was drawing myself painting myself and you know that has obvious connections to feminism (laughs) um but then that started to spark like just a small interest in it in me and I saw I think like the empowerment I felt through that I saw like that it could relate to feminism in other ways and then I started to listen to like the Guilty Feminist podcast um and that really helped to kind of solidify my feminist thoughts I suppose and like make me realize experiences I had gone through and like how I kind of um could connect to other women in those ways um so for me feminism is just standing up for everyone who's squashed by the patriarchy the hierarchical systems that we live under um and that includes like the environment women people of color any like edge or marginalized person um it's just like standing up for that and I think a lot of people get really bogged down with like not talking about feminism or like not wanting to be a feminist and it just wastes energy on (laughs) debating the name of it as opposed to actually like just standing up for people and trying to understand everyone's different experience and equalize opportunity 
No, that's that's really good to hear. And it's good that you, like you said, you've kind of come from it from, I guess, where I'm at now and you've you've discovered it through the way that works for you. And you're right, I think we do get really caught up in what is feminism and we all have this kind of, I don't know, maybe we don't all have it, but I have this image of, of what a feminist would look like as well. And, you mm-hmm. know, kind of maybe the thing, the way that they would speak and stuff. And, and that's just all, it's it's like we were just saying before we start the podcast this idea of an identity which is just mm-hmm. actually can can mess up the whole the whole topic mm-hmm. <laughs> because then we yeah. focus so much on on yeah just th- that we don't want to look at how do we be a feminist and it's like w- yeah it's talking about how that comes back to you and what it means to you yeah and I think that's such a massive thing is that like people don't want to be that kind of um standard image of a feminist is like the bra burner you know but what I guess I'm trying to do with my business is make feminism fun, make it accessible and make people realize that it's literally whatever you want it to be, but it's standing up for marginalized voices and for and creating equal opportunity for people yeah absolutely the way you said there about the the bra burning image it's it's what I have in my mind as well and then there's everything I heard over the years of like oh but you don't want to be a feminist you don't want to kind of be that person who you know is this kind of idea of I guess really what is probably like a strong female just standing up for what she believes in and that is something that you know we've grown up and I know it's changing more all the time but I still grow up in that kind of fear I don't know about you but this kind of fear of of doing that of kind of standing up for what I believe in and that if you meet an outspoken female then there's something that I don't identify identify with but at the same time now the more I'm exploring it I do have you kind of come across this as well yeah and I think that's actually what a lot of people who I know who like don't think that feminism needs to apply to them because they already feel like strong females with voices. Um, And actually it's quite interesting, like thinking about it in terms of like the start of my journey. Like I started my business, like because I was doing my painting thing. And then I saw other women doing it in a business sense on Instagram. And I was like, oh, maybe I can do that. And so it was kind of that thought of like, being able to do what I can do and using my own agency and I think when talking about like my journey and like what led me to certain places it's actually just always been like a kind of like a confidence that I've got in me which came from having my mum as quite a strong woman and she's always told us to just like do whatever we want to do and so I guess I have always felt like that but then there are certain ways in my life when I've always been like the loud one the brash one and like a bit much sometimes and I think that is probably one of the things that makes me most want to be a feminist because I'm just like don't tell me what to do I'll do what I want to I'll do my thing and I don't want to be told to be like a quiet little girl I'll just be myself and you can deal with it and that's not like it's that easy but (laughs) yeah I think that's like a really key part of why I've done everything. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, no, I can see that because I can imagine that if, yeah, like 
if I'm honest and I think about the the women I knew, maybe like in my teens and stuff, I don't I see it now. But if people would be like, oh, you've been loud, you know, as a female, you've been, you're you're a loud female, or she's got, you know, she speaks a bit loudly, or she's just a bit brash, and and it's as though it's a negative, whereas it's mm-hmm. the the opposite to what you feel with with a male or you know someone who might identify as a male, and it's yeah, it's I guess been an exploration of yourself and coming back to you and being like hang on a second, I am allowed to be me and it's not being loud, I'm just being me. It doesn't have yeah. to be loud or quiet or a certain way. It is expressing myself, right? Yeah, yeah. And actually there's something that's kind of coming to mind that was really, it was quite an important moment for me. Um, like I was an au pair in Spain after university and one of the, I kept saying sorry like if I would be too loud or if I'd laugh funny or whatever and one of the little girls she said to me like why are you always saying sorry Jeannie and I was like oh uh because in England I think we're kind of trained to be like quiet little girls and behave little girls and I was like and I I shouldn't and it was that moment when you know you're affronted by a child you suddenly realize like well if I say the wrong thing and if I then they will adopt these same fears that I've got of like being allowed and whatever. Um, And so it was kind of a moment of realization as well, that that's quite a British thing. And so it kind Mm. of affirmed like what I wanted to do. I can't remember if I'd started the business by then or not. No, I think that was like just before I started the business. So I think it was a bit of an affirmation having been like listening to the girly feminist and like painting myself and being like, Oh, Oh God. Yeah. This is work that needs to be done. So I'm going to do it. (laughs) Hello everybody. So I'm just going to briefly interrupt our conversation to say that I am offering free coaching calls until the end of February on the 28th. And these are for anyone who is looking for some guidance and support. Maybe you're feeling lost or stuck. Maybe as though you're lacking purpose or a direction in life. And honestly, if you just need to have a chat for 45 minutes, then I'm here to provide a safe space for you in which you can feel comfortable enough to do this. If you'd like to book in, the link is in the show notes below or drop me a DM for more information at Becca Rose Guy on IG. Now back to the episode. That's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, there's no, sometimes there's no better teacher than a child because it makes you reflect and go, hang on a second. Is that the lesson that I want them to learn from, from what I'm doing? And it's like, no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's, yeah, it's so great to hear when you're like, your work, or like what you're doing is affecting kids. Like I also, this is maybe just like a little proud moment. Um, somebody on Jura told me that their daughter had noticed that me and my pal don't shave our armpits and that she was had asked her mummy like oh what do you or like do I have to or whatever she was talking about it and she said that she'd noticed that we don't and I was just like yes if that affects her questioning into like what she can do with her body then that's one little thing that's worked <laughs> but no that's amazing it's like you said them little things that you you know you're doing for yourself but at the same time other people you know we sort of talked earlier about you, a lot of people aren't really focusing on ourselves as much as we think but children are them are so they're so great with understanding people and and mm. seeing things differently and knowing that they can kind of ask these questions and mm-hmm. um 
Yeah, that's that's really powerful. I myself as well, I'm going through the, I, I'm like learning to not shave. I, I don't want to shave, I don't, I, but I still struggle with it. I still struggle with when I kind of, like I'll, I'll, I'll not shave, but then if I go somewhere and I think like, I don't know, it's a hot day in summer and mm. I know my arms are going to be up in the air or I'm going swimming or something. And so I'm learning to embrace it. And I think I, I would not care if I saw somebody else's, but it's still unraveling that myself. Like how, yeah. how did you manage to kind of go through that? Was it difficult? Oh. well I think it had yeah no it had that um I've always been like really bad at shaving my legs <laughs> like, <laughs> always been known as the one who just like leaves it like way too long um so I guess I've kind of had that identity as a part of me for a while <laughs> but I did go through that same thing with the armpits for ages like the thoughts you just have you just feel so self-conscious about it for so long and it was actually just like a gradual, I guess, maybe a part of it. No, I think it's just a gradual thing that you like get used to first on your own body. And then when you're out and about, like you say, on like hot summer's days and stuff, like I started to be like, well, actually, no, I don't want to take a razor to it because now I've got to go buy a razor because I epi- like I've always epilated my legs so once I didn't have a razor for my armpits I was like well I'm not going to go buy some plastic just for this day and I do mm. not want to epilate my armpit <laughs> no thank <laughs> you so and it was kind of yeah that self-consciousness that I guess just gradually fades away like time heals everything and actually what's we always think of the self-conscious thoughts through the eyes of another adult Whereas actually it's quite nice to think, well, actually, what if a kid's looking at it? A kid with fresh eyes that doesn't have the same societal judgment that everyone else does. Like maybe that would be a quite a nice way to be thinking about it whilst you're getting used to the feeling of your own body. And then it's like, well, it's my body, so it works for me. I'll just do that and try and think, who cares what yeah. these other people think? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> yeah. no that's so true like that's a really good way of seeing it because we always look like to people around us our peers or maybe people older than us and we don't look younger than us and 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 also it's that journey of coming back to ourselves and and, and every I guess every day you then go no but my value my values are that I I don't want to do this whether it's shaving my armpits or whatever it is and mm-hmm. eventually your values you listen to them more and they get stronger so with the time that that kind of yeah you you come to it so that's great I will continue with not shaving <laughs> under my armpits I did it when I went to the doctors the other day and uh, um because well I don't know why I'm sharing this now but I had um, <laughs> a lump under my arm but they think it's just like a, a skin um a skin cyst okay. so I'm getting some antibiotics for it but I was like I'm gonna have to shave under my arm because she's gonna be feeling a lump under my arm oh, and I was no. like this is so ridiculous and I did it and then I thought do you know what I'm not gonna do that next time I'm not uh, gonna do that why do yeah. I feel like I have to shave but she's not gonna care she's a female practitioner she's seen hair as well not that it matters but yeah exactly so silly but um so I wanted to come back to you were saying there about your your mum being she's taught you to kind of be strong and independent and go for you know what it is that you want to do and um just to give background here me and Jeannie met on a remote Scottish isle and I think that in itself you know you'd moved there and what is it that's given you this kind of confidence in in your life obviously I assume your mum's involved in this as well but what kind of mindset have you had to adopt in order to take these leaps of faith such as setting up your own business and to move to a remote Scottish isle? Mm, I think it's kind of like a like confidence from my mum because she's always just told us to like 
do what we want to do um and she's a medic and also she always had like her support from her father and so she's one of the ones who says like feminism doesn't need to apply to her because she's always felt she's never really felt like the constraints of being a woman um mm. but I think it's because she was like the oldest child to her dad who was just like saw her as the son kind of <laughs> was just like always championing her and so she's always championed us and said like do whatever you want to do so I've always had that like support system which is really important I think um and just like done what I want to do sometimes like probably quite blindly I just like as soon as I get an idea I'm just like oh well, I'll do it and then like all my focus goes on that and I push myself through to do it and I guess kind of coupled with like never having really thought that the nine to five sort of job would suit me uh and post uni I always knew like I had to continue with creativity I just like I've always had this desire to be creative so I kind of had to pursue it in that way and with moving to Jura that um was because of living in the city at the time it I just started to lose creativity there and I went on a cycling trip which was another thing like as soon as I got the idea I was just like well I'm gonna do it and I cycled from London to Edinburgh by myself and that took me out of the city and I suddenly was getting inspiration in nature and so then my cousin lives on Jura and I was just like, well, I'll just go spend the summer with her, you know, nurture my painting practice, do some stuff there. Just like I wanted adventure and to follow like exciting things, um, go find some nature. So I went to Jura and it just kind of worked there. So I stuck at it for a few years. <laughs> that's really cool so I guess how are you finding it at the moment then living back in a city with your creativity have you got um do you do you do you feel like you need to kind of get out into nature a little bit more or like how how is it working for you now um well now it's like working really well here because actually what happened on Jura is my creativity kind of dwindled um like it was a whole you know, a whole three and a half years of life. So a lot's happened. <laughs> um, and actually I started to feel less creative. So I had to move back to the city again, kind of following my creativity. So I guess that's kind of a thing that I do now. Like, you know, you say about mindset and things, it's not, I don't think it's a certain mindset I ever used to purposefully um, seek or embody or had to do to, do these big things but now since doing them like in the past year I've really been reflecting a lot and trying to reflect on what led me to do those things back in the day especially as now I want to share with people um, deeper parts of my journey I suppose so like the drawing and things and how that's changed since I first did it I've been reflecting a lot more um so that's like a big mindset thing that's come on. And then also it leads me to be more intuitive because if you're reflecting, you're looking at yourself and what led you to certain things. And then that just helps you tune in with your body and your mind a bit more. Um, and so, yeah, I just try now to like really 
feel what's working and what's right. And on Jura, in the past six months, actually, yeah, the last, the end of my, it was the pandemic, you know, all of that stuff. Um, I just tuned into myself and thought, actually, this isn't exactly where I need to be right now. I need to follow my creativity somewhere else. And it's been following it to London where there is a bit more opportunity for my business to flourish and that sort of thing. And so now I'm here. Um, I do miss the nature. I do miss the natural world and like the beautiful expansive landscape. Um, but I guess I'm reflecting on like my relationship with it and uh, I will be going back to it. So I'm planning a sort of creative retreat out there. And I think that will be a really interesting thing to see how my relationship has changed with the place. Um, and it just means I'm more active and aware and like um, treasuring the little bits of the natural world that I can get access to, you know? Mm. yeah absolutely so this creative retreat is that something as in that just a personal retreat or is that a retreat that you're going to be offering um so this year it will just be I'll be going and we're kind of going to make it potentially this is like (laughs) this is very early days um it is pretty much a personal thing but I will be uh doing it to do work with my collective there saw um it's me and two other artists who live on the island we do like creative experiences and we're just trying to bring creativity to the island in a way that shows people it can be a sustainable life in creativity um and so that's kind of like on my painting side of things which I had really sort of which had dwindled quite a lot I'm getting back into and that really helps to reflect I you because I paint like nature and bodies um so I'll be going as like a personal sort of residency and we'll be um potentially offering it out to people in the future but that's like way down the line so um yeah right now it's just personal (laughs) oh cool yeah sorry I did put you on the spot there a little bit like (laughs) are you offering these retreats please (laughs) I (laughs) but we might do in a few years for now my experiences are a bit smaller (laughs) that I can no I get that so um well thank you so much Jeannie I just want um if you wouldn't mind sharing with our audience where we can find you and what it is that you're kind of offering in your business at the moment um yeah so at the moment I make feminist clothing and jewelry so it's all earth friendly and it is all you know putting fun back in feminism making it accessible and helping you be the feminist that you want to be just whatever that means to you um so you can find me at genie bean underscore on instagram and www.geniebean.com and on there you'll see that i am offering more workshops at the moment so i've been doing a series of workshops called explore yourself um and the idea behind that is just that you draw you so it's like us meeting on zoom and i take you through basically the journey that i had initially back in the day um of drawing yourself 
and we do it together in some fun quick exercises um and i've got some more of them coming up in february and they'll be like throughout the year you can find me selling my stuff at markets and then also on my website soon there will be a downloadable drawing exercise for you to do at home in your own time yeah that sounds really great yeah that's really great thank you I will put all this in the show notes so that people can easily find you there and put some links in there anyways but um but yeah thank you so much for coming on the show Jeannie and it's been really lovely talking to you lovely thank you for having me yeah you're welcome thank you Hey everybody, before you go, I have recorded a surrender meditation, which is perfect for anyone who is feeling a lot of resistance in their life, feeling tension in their body and struggling to relax and find calm. It is also great for you if you're feeling lost, directionless, maybe as though you lack purpose, and it's a short recording that you can use every day to release this tension and learn to go with the flow. If you'd like to receive this, all you need to do is write an honest review about the podcast, screenshot this review and send it to rebeccaguy at live.co.uk and I will send a meditation straight over to your inbox. Everything will be linked in the show notes below. I hope you enjoyed the episode and see you next week.